Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Well, morning, everybody. Morning, everybody. Linking in from Armidale, Gaira. Have we already done this? No. Welcome, everybody, from Armidale, Gaira, Canada, the guys on the coast. Uh, We know a whole bunch of people who gather in groups and individually. It's good to have you uh, here today on Vision Sunday. Welcome to everybody in the room. It's great to be with you as well. And we're really expectant um, that the Holy Spirit is going to work in every person, every single person that is open to what we believe he's doing. And, and as, we, as we get started, I just want to say that, you know, heading into Vision Sunday this year, uh, we as a church, we've been, this is our 16th year pastoring our church, and we have never been more prayerfully prepared um, for Vision Sunday than we are this year. And so we're, we're expectant, um, believe really God's up to something. Um, thinking about our church today, uh, I think it's true that much of what is has found us um, uh, over the years, hasn't it? And so much has found us. If we, if we think about it, like from the very first moment when Bron and I didn't even live in Tamworth, I was driving through town, not going to go through the whole story, had the thought into my mind, Darren, you're coming here for a long time. Two weeks later, we get a call. Will we move and uh, be part of the little church of 15 or so people? We move a few months later, and, and the rest is history. And, and, and it found us. If you move forward to the year 2012, and two churches became one church, what became um, the church kind of that we are now, and we didn't chase it, it, it literally it found us. And then the building that came with that, we were in the process, we'd outgrown the building that we were in, and and uh, we, were, we didn't want to go into debt, and, 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 and there we were. And, and so a building found us. Who gets that happen to them? And, and it's just all along the story, it's been this move of God. It really is only what you can call a move of God. And, and then we could think about Gyra, where we had this thought we might end up looking after it, and we never discussed it, and it found us. And Gunnedah, we wanted to start a church there, but we didn't want to hurt the church that was there from our denomination. So we paused and it found us. We had a, a conversation to start a church in Armidale. We got asked to pause on that. And the church in Armidale, you guys obviously found us. And, and that's really been our story. We're not that clever. Bronze may be that clever. I'm really not that clever. And I don't mean that with any false humility. We couldn't pull off what God has brought to pass. Couldn't do it. So many people live their whole lives in good churches that don't see a lot happen, but, but in 16 years, we've seen a miracle from beginning to end, and most of it has found us. And so as we come to today, that's why we're so confident about what we're about to say, because it's always found us. There's been blood, sweat, and tears, absolutely needs to be, but it's found us. And so, so let me talk to you about, or I'm going to talk about three things. I just want to headline them for you, then I'm going to hand over to Bron. Um, and then you just stay with us. So here are the three things. Number one, I want to talk to you, um, big picture. Number two, the important work that's next. And then three, our 2021 focus, okay? So big picture, here's what we believe, is what we see next for us as a church. An expansive, pioneering Acts 2 church, wherever you are today. An expansive, pioneering Acts 2 church. Church, expansive. It's, it's local churches growing. 
because we're reaching people, because believers are growing. The local church is growing. But, but not only that, launching into new places, taking on things we, we can't see yet, but expansive in nature, pioneering. You know, we always want to be reaching one more person. We always want to be raising one more church. In fact, my prayer to God is, God, uh, for many years, God, keep me always wanting to wake up reaching one more person and raising one more church because, God, I feel like the moment that stops, I'll be done. I want to reach one more person. I want to wake up every day. We want to be raising one more church because there's people to reach. There's believers to build. We love the hope that the church is for humanity. And so we want to see that happen. We want to be bold. We never want to get, this is the status quo. This is how we always do it. Never. When that language happens, shoot me, right? Just shoot me and then quickly shoot Brian and look after her. But, but as a church, we want to be making bold moves. That wasn't in my script, by the way. That wasn't, yeah. We want to be making bold moves. Always pioneering. That's the spirit of our church. And uh, we shouldn't take that for granted because one day they'll replace us. And the next pastor might be pastoral. It'll be a different season. But right now, who we are is pioneering. And then Acts 2. We believe in an Acts 2 church. You know, the kind of church that, that gathers in community, acts like family, feels like home, prays together, loves the scriptures, lives in community, goes into its world, communicating the message of Jesus, bringing life everywhere it goes, spiritually, spiritually dynamic. We believe in that kind of church, and so we want to lead in that kind of way. So we see the expansive pioneering Acts 2 church. We see it in 10 locations, and, and that brings me to, two points, uh, to point two, which is this, the important work that's next. Well, we think the important work that's next is to build five strong with capacity for 10, to build five strong, the locations where we are, your church, to build it strong everywhere we are. We've already mentioned the places. You know who you are. And uh, just to build five strong. But then we want to build capacity for more than that. Why? Because what we've found over the years is when we keep the heart right and when we build capacity for more, things find us. So we want to continue to be that church. We believe God's got much more in store than where we are now. We're not trying to build an empire. We're trying to advance his kingdom trying to see people come to faith in Jesus. And so that's us. 2021, number three, our 2021 focus. Um, is that where I'm up to? It is where I'm up to. You're reading the scripture, so I'll leave that to you. Uh, we've put it it's in your hand if you're in the room, watering holes. We're thinking watering holes. And um, a watering hole kind of church that we'd, be, that we'd be and that we'd build watering hole kinds of places. Life reviving life-giving, spiritually dynamic, loving life, watering holes. So what do you think? When I think of a watering hole, I think of drovers in a sunburnt country for hundreds of years, leaving their, leading their stock to water. And I think of our First Nations people who were gathering at watering holes for thousands of years before any of that. Uh, in more recent times, Aussies might call the local uh, a watering hole, this socialising let's not go into the detail kind of place. And, and for me as a kid, when I was a kid, for us, we would, we would go through the bush down to watering holes, hidden away in cool places and do what kids do without their parents being around. And watering holes is great. And so, so when we think church, that's what we think. Spiritually dynamic, rich in community, um, life reviving, life giving, watering holes. Bronwyn Hillary Bunnell. It's awesome, doesn't it? 
Isaiah 58, 11 and 12 says, And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Now we know that this scripture written to a certain people at a certain time um, was specifically for them and we're grabbing hold of it and taking it hold of it for us for now. We're believing it's for us as well. And the first thing that we want to do is be a watering hole. It said that St. Francis of Assisi said, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. But in fact, St. Francis of Assisi never said that and was a powerful preacher of the gospel. Um, But what he did say is make sure that your life adds up to the words that are coming out of your mouth. Make sure that your life echoes that. If there's, can everyone please clear their throat on the count of three, one, two, three. (coughs) Thank you. Um, if, um, uh, he said, if necessary, use words. But he was saying, let your life match up with what's coming out of your mouth. You want to be a person who's giving life-giving gospel, refreshing words of involvement and acceptance and enlightenment that pull you towards Jesus, then make sure that your life is the same. Make sure that you're not a judgmental jerk as you proclaim the good news about Jesus Christ. Um, let's be watering holes. How do we do that? 1 Peter 3 says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. So we have on one hand, we are prepared to give an answer. And on the other hand, we're the kinds of people who are gentle and respectful. And so our life matches our words. So to be a watering hole in light of those two scriptures is to be consistent in who we are with what's coming out of our mouth and the way that we are authentic and accurate representations of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When I think of being a watering hole, I think of Pastor Kerry Pollard in Gyra, who joined Bowles uh, somewhat reluctantly because she thought she wasn't old enough. But in that place became a watering hole for the people around her. And when her friends at Bowles that she'd made said, do you run a food bank at your church? We'd love to help with that. That she actually just by her life and by her words attracted people to a watering hole and to be watering holes where her neighbours stopped her in the driveway and said, Kerry, can I ask you something about Christianity? Why? Because of the person that she was being and because of the words that were coming out of her mouth. Being a watering hole. I think about Stan Williams up there in Armidale and I think about, I think about Steve in Gunnedah who are just being a watering hole to everyone around them. May we all be watering holes. May our lives look different to the bloke next door by the words that are coming out of our mouths and the way that we live. The second is to build a watering hole. We've always been passionate about reaching seekers and building believers. But the mandate for the church is not just to reach seekers and build believers, but be believers who build believers. The Bible says, go and make disciples. It doesn't say go and make converts. And when I think about this, I think about Brucey, who's been in contact with a woman on the other side of the world as she teaches him Hindi and is a Hindu woman and he teaches her English. And he said to her, how about we read the Bible together to learn our respective languages? And as she had questions, he eventually led her into a relationship with Jesus Christ and to follow him. But then didn't say, great, she crossed the line. That's my job done. Because the Bible doesn't say to make converts, it says to make disciples. So he has continued in relationship with her to tell her all about what Jesus did and what that means. I don't just think about Brucey because Brucey went to Bible college and so we could say, well, he knows what he's talking about. But I think about Broads who grabs Lockie and takes him skateboarding and does whatever skateboarders do. 
sick tricks. Yeah. <laughs> and, we do but, sick uh, tricks. You do yeah, really sick do. tricks. But yeah. as, as they do, they have spiritual conversations. I think about Sherry, who heads up our Next Steps courses, yep. yes, but knows that it's not all about a program and a platform in a church building, but instead has decided to start a women's group of spiritual formation. She said, look where I've come. How can I impart that to others? And so, yes, she did start a fire in the church this week, but that's okay. She's decided to pass on what she's been well given. Done. Set a fire down in her heart <laughs> um, and, and so it says being and building a watering hole says what I have doesn't stop with me but it pours into others I'm going to pass back to Jazz in just a moment we're going to release the campuses to talk about their local vision and what's happening there but I want to finish with one last person, a man called Sandros, who I've never met in Port Macquarie, who um, doesn't come to our church, but I've heard everyone there talk about him. I think he's a sevy. And he actually, um, by who he is, everyone says, you've got to meet this guy, Sandros. He just loves people so much. He teaches kids parkour. And there's this emanation that comes out of him, of who he is, that is a watering hole. We want to be watering holes. We want to equip you with the answer that you need to give. We want to equip you with building a water hole, give you next steps so that you can turn around and give others next steps. Yeah. We're going to come back for prayer after we release the campuses, but Daz is going to talk to us yeah. first. Before we, before we do that, we just want to, so be, build, own. So if you think about be, really what we're saying with be and build is uh, Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, is to go into all the world if you're a believer, preach the gospel, and uh, then it goes on talking about making disciples. That's really what they are. And, and if you think about it, we, we don't want to be vague around that. We, we, we want to do that on purpose. We want to be very deliberate. We want to equip people for that. That's what we're saying. We're not just giving you a preach to go, hey, why don't you go do this? We very deliberately as a church are going to equip this year uh, around those things. If you think about prayer, you, you would have noticed that we talk a whole lot more about prayer these days. Maybe two years ago, Bron said something to me about being a more prayerful church, which seems so obvious. But, you know, that's what we did. We go, where are they? Well, we started overflow and, and then we put prayer back at the centre, not just after, to send a message um, that's right at the centre and, and we have 21 days of prayer and fasting. But not only that, which we've done for a few years, but we have these 10pm to 2am madness of prayer on the weekends and we were there the other night and been tired ever since. And so, you know, like, we want to do that. And so we don't just say we're going to be more prayerful, we act. And when we say be, we're going to act. And when we say build, we're going to act. And as we come to own, own is this, own your watering hole. Own your watering hole. And Bron mentioned not only building believers, um, but believers who build. See, the idea is, and so own your watering hole is, in, if you're somewhere else, own your church on Sunday, own it. And if you're here in Tamworth, own your service. They need to own all three, just own one. Own your service. Because... See, one of the reasons people don't need church so much is simply this. So they get their bucket at the well and they fill it up and they take it home. And then they, as you do with a bucket, you put it up on a shelf. And, and what happens is after about 20 Sundays, you've got 20 buckets of water full on the shelf. But which of those buckets have I actually poured out? Well, of course I don't need church if I've got 20 buckets full. I'm so full. Why would I go? But when we own what we're part of, when we move from being built to believers who build, oh, that changes everything. Yeah. And, so, and, and it's in that place, in owning it, it's in owning the watering hole that things begin to change. So yes, it's about being, but it's also, it's also about building. Think about it for a moment. Verse 11 that Bron mentioned is about, um, it's, it's personal, it's about the person. But verse 12 is about the place. Yeah. It's about the place. That scripture was given to me when I was 22 years old 
by a prophet who pointed at me. And I tell you, it's been our story, but today it's live. Today it lives like it's never lived before. Be, build, own. And I wonder, I believe that if you are open and this is your church, I absolutely believe, I, I think I know that God would rally you. I do. I really do. I can't find a reason why he wouldn't because he wants watering whole people and he wants watering whole churches that are life-giving, that are life-reviving, that are spiritually dynamic, that are communities of faith, that are on mission people in this movement called the church. That's what he started. That's what he loves. That's what he's going to finish with. And he calls us to it. So just encourage you around that. Before we wrap and go local, the last thing I want to mention is this is what we're going to do in every place, in every place where we've got a church. We're going to, over the next four years, we are actually going to transform the venues in each place. You know, um, and um, uh, one thing that we're definitely going to do is transform them in terms of kids and family. And so we want kids to love church. I want them to, we want them to love being here. We want them to have rich memories. And uh, so we, your local pastors will talk about that. We'll talk about it here. And that's about it. We'll see you in 15 minutes to pray together and we'll go local in Tamworth. God bless. All right, Sarah, the live stream is continuing online, but the local campuses have just... Uh... Port should stay because we're going to talk about Port. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, so, Daz, you want to take us away? Oh, yeah. Great. I'm going to take us away. So, just let me scroll down. Um, so, just for a moment, let me just talk to Port, everybody. Uh, and, and just want to say to Port, the next step for us there is ARC training. And uh, we oversee this for our denomination, so it's, it's pretty easy for us. Uh, as we this year really launch into the next steps, my encouragement to everybody is in, in fraught is the next 14 days, I heard you praying together in your service, that's great, let's not stop there. Let's not have the next 14 days of prayer and fasting just about praying when you gather together as a community. Let's work out how we're going to pray, when we're going to pray, and let's be a community that prays and fasts and believes for a spiritual breakthrough in the community of Port. So I'll, I'll leave that with you. The art train is coming. We'll talk detail. Let's talk Tamworth. I hope you can stay in the room. Um, church online, that's, that's probably the other big one that's coming. Uh, we want the other locations focused, but, but we'll talk broadly in here. Uh, this year, we're going to launch church online, a, a purpose-built church online. So currently, as you know, it comes, we link from in the room. Uh, but we're going to shift that this year. It will still have a live um, stream, but we're going to shift it. Why is that? Because um, if, if you're in one of our churches, you have a people and you have a place. We, we, and we understand some of you are going to access that, and that's great. But really, we want to reach more seekers, and we want to raise more churches. And so we are going to build purpose-built online platform. Our, one of our plans is that Bron and I, the preaching team, be so strong that Bron and I would be the worst preachers on that team. And you might be thinking, Darren, you're already the worst preacher on our team. That's all right. I'm oblivious to that. So, um, yeah, they... Uh, so, but, but really, we're going to purpose-build that for seekers, and we're going to purpose-build it to raise churches. And when we say raise churches, we do mean our churches, but we also mean churches that are not ours. So we're going to give them everything they need. We're absolutely free. We've already got communities that you know, link in. We think about places like Walgett, for example, where, where there might be something still to do from a, uh, you know, our tradition's perspective. And we want people, if we find the right person there, we want to give them all the resource they need. We want to give it all free. We want to give them all the discipleship tools they need. We want to give them everything so that they can gather and have church, like we've talked about for a couple of years, Village Church. We want to resource that. We want to raise that. So we're really committed to that, reaching more people. And uh, think about this. 
I heard a story about someone who came to our church just one time last year. This person came to our church one time. They lived many hours away from here. They'd never been to church before. And they have just started linking in ever since. Just linking in. This is their church. We want to help that reach people who are reaching out to God. Yes. All right. Um, kids, so let's talk about what we're going to do with the venue here. And, and it's pretty simple. It's, it's this. Um, we want to transform this place in terms of our kids' facilities next. We've got great auditoriums and all of that. Um, but we really, we do, as, as we talked about, we want kids to love coming to church. When I was 21 and came back to church for the first time, I remember I really felt home when the first Sunday someone invited me to lunch. And I can, I can remember the home. I remember sitting in their backyard, big spread on, and thinking, oh, this is church. I remember this. And I want kids, we want kids to have that remembrance years from now when some of them will stay in church their whole life. Some of them are going to walk away and come back. And when they return, we, want their, we don't want church to be something they overcame yeah. to get here. Yeah. We want it something that was so compelling that the Holy Spirit could easily draw them back. Yeah. And so one of the things to do is to really transform our venue. Here's the good news. Two years ago, remember, we're a church that has largely had zero debt. We own no money on our, on our buildings here. And, um, pardon? Yeah, and so to announce, um, we, we borrowed for the fit-out, if you remember. We had about $370,000 two years ago. Today, we are debt-free. We are debt-free. That is a good story. I, I do want to take a moment to honour a couple of the business guys who, right up to COVID, really contributed heavily, and that's um, Dan and Natty Urquhart and um, Mick and Mia Dorma, who, who agreed to carry the loan because they knew how opposed to debt we were. Um, and, uh, and then as a church, every person who tithes, every person who does God-honoring giving, yeah. you played a massive part in that. Yeah. And two years, without us talking about money one time, we wiped out, by the grace of God, $370,000 worth of debt. The reason we... Well, I hate to be the thinker in the room, but it was actually one and a half years. One and a half years. Yeah. I love those stories. <laughs> one and a half years. One and a half years. So thanks to Bron, thanks to Trish, thanks to the whole team, Renee, who look, oversee all of our finance and the incredible job they've done, thanks to you. Yeah. And, but really, we say all of that to celebrate and go, so we're ready to do next. And we're going to transform this place next, yeah. over the next four years. Yeah. And we're going to start this year. Okay, so that's what's coming. Am I over to you now? Um, no, we're over to Luke. We're over to Luke. Luke Bennell is going to come and tell us about youth. Yeah, welcome him. Yeah, you come in here. You sit there. Um, just before I share about the, the heart and vision for youth for, for this year, just wanted to share a testimony of, of last year, of 2020. Um, when we started 2020, our vision was to allow room for God to move, to expect and trust that God's going to rock up. So we reach um, and expect our youth to be where we're not, further ahead, to make sure that we're allowing room for God to move. But the backdrop of 2020 was restrictions and barriers. The first half of the year... We, Term two, we were locked down and couldn't even meet up and we were trying to do online. Term three, we come back to youth. We're trying to understand all the restrictions and how do we even do youth. And then term four, uncertainty. What the heck's going on? Melbourne's shut down. What's next? So the backdrop of 2020 of barrier and restrictions. But what we learned is that it doesn't affect God. And in fact, in a backdrop of restriction, we saw God released and we saw God unleashed in our youth ministry. Uh, what we saw last year, our youth ministry more than doubled. 
And yeah, it's not about numbers, but what it is about is more than double the amount of youth on Friday nights are coming in here and hearing about Jesus, lives being transformed and connecting with their creator. And that's worth being excited about. Um, Also across the year, we had just under 50 young people decide to make Jesus their Lord and Savior, to become Christians. Uh, throughout the year, awesome. we had worship nights and we saw our young people praying over each other. Year seven girls praying over their friends, not just being saved and about themselves, but called to be about others. Praying for their schools, praying for the city of Tamworth, for the broken, the, le- the lost and the hurt. A youth generation fired up, not just saved, but called for others as well. And towards the end of the year, we had a, a local night down at the pools. We went, you know what, we're just going gonna to offer it out and see who wants to get baptized. And we had 15 young people come to the pools and decide to take the next step and be baptized. Charlie was one of them. <laughs> so incredible. God moved and all we did was make room for him. So this year as we come around the idea of a watering hole, a life-giving watering hole, What our heart to do is with a a larger core group of students heading into the year, a larger team and more room for God to grow, to say we're excited is an understatement. And and what we want to do is continue to make room. But around this idea of a watering hole, life-giving watering hole, what we want to do as a youth ministry is just teach our students how to drink from the watering hole. Just simply how to drink. Yeah, we can have fun events, we can have cool music, we can have the best games, but what's life transforming is a relationship with Jesus, is, is the watering hole being a source of life for our next generation. So what we want to do is champion every single step that our youth make towards making the watering hole their source of water. And so just even coming to the watering hole, gathering, when youth come for the first time to youth, as a youth team, what we want to do is just champion that and celebrate it. We have a video every Friday night and we literally just get them all up and play a, a funny um, movie from Lion King and just cheer for like 10 seconds. Just champion, welcome. Um, championing every single step, even taking a sip from the watering hole. Yeah. Right. Starting to engage in conversations at youth, starting to engage in prayer. Or the step of um, making the watering hole their source of water. When they start their relationship with Jesus, we want to just champion every single step they make. And the final step of gathering others to the watering hole. Once they, they know that they're saved and have a relationship with Jesus and then called to be about others. So as a youth team, we want to celebrate that. And as we're having fun, celebrating, running amok, being loose cannons at the watering hole, identify and be able to facilitate what their next step is and champion in that. So we are super pumped and excited for youth. God is moving and we're creating more room. I sat down at the chapel service this morning and we were about to bring this message that we're bringing. And, um, and we, I, I, I sat down to just go over my notes and I went, oh, hang on, a text. I just remembered a text that popped into my head that Jules Abel had sent to Daz and I. And I haven't, I thought about it when we we're on leave and I'd written a little bit about it, but hadn't given it thought as we prepared for Vision Sunday at all um, since December. And, and they were here for the Shine Weekend. On the Sunday of that next day, Jules sent Daz and I this text and, and included Joel in the message. Daz and Bronnie, 
I believe that a significant shift has taken place in your hearts that will lead to many watering holes being established across our beautiful sunburnt land. A new authority. You'll experience a new lean-in from many hearts. You'll both have mature believers come alongside to lift up your arms, but you will also be the mature believers and leaders that will come alongside and hold up the arms of significant others. The shift and establishing has been put in motion. Alignment in these days is everything. And then Joel replied to the text and said, uh, he was just reading this as Jules sent that through. Um, from 2 Kings chapter 3. He said, Thus says the Lord, make this valley, the Arabah, full of trenches. For thus says the Lord, you will not see wind or rain, yet that valley will be filled with water, so you and your cattle and your other animals may drink. It happened in the morning when the sacrifice was offered that suddenly water came miraculously from the area of Edom and the country was filled with water. And then the next week we had a guest preacher who came and preached after we'd received that word and received that um, Bible verse, who preached on being a well-based church and not a fence-based church and didn't give it thought until this morning after preparing watering holes, sat down in the chair to read over my notes. So God is on the move and God is up to something. Sure is. And so Bron's going to pray in just a moment and then um, uh, locations are going to go and finish where they are and we're going to sing. Um, but as we wrap, just do want to point you back. You know, absolutely believe if that we will be the kind of people that will simply do what we're talking about here, what Jesus called us to, the kind of people that would be and build and to own, that we will see watering holes of the type we've described and that we will build in the capacity for five strong and the capacity for 10. And when we... When we build that in, our history says that God will turn up with what finds us next. He will. He always does. And so will you, will you do that? Will you rally to that? Will you be part of that? I'm convinced, as I said before, if you will open your heart, God, you will hear the whisper of the Spirit, call you to it. And we will be those who watch as God builds an expansive, pioneering Acts 2 church in our days. In Jesus' name. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.